This is the What Do You Really Do podcast with your host, Dr. Santo Rita. Dr. Santo talks to kick-ass business owners, doers, and creators to learn what it's really like in a day in the life of. Dr. Santo is the owner of Victory Performance and Physical Therapy in Culver City, California. He's the creator of the Victory Method, which has helped hundreds of people get out of pain and back to their normal lives, and he is hell-bent on putting the care back into healthcare. I sat down and talked with Bryony Smythe, mom, entrepreneur, and yoga instructor about the power of communication, teaching teachers how to teach, and growth through leadership. Okay, um, so we are here with Bryony Smythe, and uh, I'm very excited to have her here. She's one of my favorite people in the world, that is the truth. So I'm, I'm stoked that we get to sit here and pick her brain and, and have her do what she does best to talk. And uh, well, she does a lot of things best, but thank you. She is a good talker. <laughs> yeah, I, I just heard from you that I'm a good talker, and I thought, hmm, did I, do I spend most of my sessions just blah 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 blah? <laughs> uh, no, you know, no. It was from like when we recorded the video. Um, mm. I was like, yeah, she 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 likes to talk. That's awesome. I love it more. Than, I you like to talk more than me, so this works out mm. well. Yes. And um, and we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, about you. So why don't you tell everyone who you are? Well, hello. My name is Bryony Smythe, and um, Bryony is also fine, or Bry, just not Bree. Uh, <laughs> at this point in my life, I'm a mom of two. I'm also an entrepreneur, and I I am a yoga teacher by trade, but really. Um, interested in um, the entrepreneurial side of the wellness industry and, and well-vested there as well. So, and I would say what you're doing is very much in that wellness, but also more so in the medical side, which is very interesting to me. I uh, love to communicate, in your words, it's talk. <laughs> but I, I realized, you know, years ago that communication, or at least my job, uh, is more than just entrepreneurship, and it's more than just teaching. It's actually the ability to communicate, uh, and uh, that has served me very well throughout my career so far, and uh, helped me a lot in my relationships. <laughs> so communication, communication is key, definitely. Uh, how else would you describe like what you do? Huh, that's interesting. So multiple facets. This is how I always start when someone asks me what I do. I say, you know, I'm in the wellness industry. I'm a yoga teacher, but there are multiple facets to uh, what I do. So at the at the core of it, you know, I'm I'm teaching people that ancient practice of yoga. And what is most um, practiced now is the asana or the yoga movement and the poses, right? Uh, and I and there's nothing wrong with that. I love it. I think it's wonderful for people to, you know, connect with their bodies, slow down, you know, begin to learn uh, how to have patience in poses and learn about where they're coming from, right? Because our bodies are all very different. What's tight, what's flexible, what's weak, what's strong. Uh, then there is the, you know, meditation, the breath work, all of those, the, the ancient practices of yoga are really helpful in, in this daily life. Not so much as a as a way of life, but as a tool in life. Uh, and one of my biggest passions is to teach teachers how to teach. That's really where I found, you know, about eight years ago, found my calling. I, I enjoy it because it's more than just teaching teachers how to teach. It's taking someone who has been touched deeply by the practice of yoga, who wants to dedicate their life to sharing it and bringing them on a journey, um, not just 
in their careers, but in their personal lives, in their self-realization, uh, in their growth, in their in, in their strength, and it's it's just an amazing uh, journey to be a part of because I grow every single time I, I lead someone through this. So there's the teacher training part, uh, and um, I'm also really uh, present on social media. I think. You know, of course, there are the evils to social media, but uh, it's been a wonderful way for someone who really believes in the art of communication to be able to share, uh, you know, what what my passion is. And so I love being on Instagram, sharing about yoga and family and entrepreneurship. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. That's all so far. <laughs> I'm contemplating others, but it's just too much. Uh, and I've also been, you know, in the um, festival industry. I took uh, Wanderlust to Australia, New Zealand, and Asia. That was very interesting. Lots of different uh, experiences through that. And uh, I also have uh, classes online with Aloe Moves. And, you know, it's just been a really interesting ride. And I'm, I'm the most present I've ever been in my life. And uh, it's interesting to have you know, this present state of mind, even in your business. And it's, it's just all coming like, well, you know, it's, it's this full circle where, where you can actually live a fulfilling life in every part of it, family, business, relationships, self. It's cool. I am constantly impressed at how you're able to do so much. Like, <laughs> how can you do all of that? And and then you're just talking about being present and like not having it um, like take over your life. And has it always been like this, or has it? No, definitely not. Uh, you know, I I was lucky to have grown up in a very entrepreneurial, uh, and I say that we're entrepreneurial a lot, but a very entrepreneurial family. You know, neither one of my parents worked for other people for very long. And I, I was, you know, their assistant in their home office from five years on, so five years old on. So it was, uh, I could, I, I had that wonderful role modeling on that side. So I, I always, and my mom and dad, to this day, you know, they're both 72 or 73. They're just happy and working and doing whatever they decide to do on that work side. And it's what drives them. That became a little bit of a problem for me. <laughs> uh, you know, I spent all of my 20s and about a quarter of my 30s just hustling. And it took a toll on myself. You know, there was no room for self-care. took a toll on relationships to marriages down the drain. <laughs> uh, but it was very beneficial for my work. You know, I really, I really got to places uh, that I wanted to go. And started to really believe in my ability. So I haven't always been this balanced at all. I've been imbalanced most of my life. And, you know, I, how did I do all of that? Lots of drive. You know, I, I had a baby and my second child, he was a month when I got back on the road and started traveling. And, you know, I built my business by just continuously taking every opportunity that came about, which, you know, I always give as advice to people like, you get an opportunity, you take it, and I still believe it. But in the last three years, I've really I've gotten to a place where I needed to take care of myself um, because you know my relationships were failing, and that was my fault. And I, I really wanted to build a better relationship with myself in order to have a fulfilling relationship with friends, boyfriend, whatever it may be, kids, parents. Uh, and you know, interestingly enough, 
through that, I have actually been able to grow my business even more because I hustled so much over the last decade. By pulling back and creating more time, I was able to decide where I wanted to put my energy and really narrow my focus. So I'm, I'm in a really awesome place right now. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay, so one of the things that you mentioned about taking opportunities, um, would you say that now that you don't take every opportunity or you mm. spend more time thinking about which ones you decide to do? Has that mm. given you more time or, or more ability to, to sort of focus on what the end, what you want your end goal to be? Yeah, I suppose I should clarify that a bit because uh, I think it's really important to take opportunities. Uh, because, I guess the way I'll clarify it, because I took every opportunity and put my heart and soul into every facet of my business. And what I mean by that is I would, you know, partner with any brand that would contact me. I would create contact for anyone, uh, content, not contact. And I would travel to any yoga studio in the world that wanted me to teach at it. You know, that was the last decade of my life. Because I did that, I was able to build a foundation for myself of, you know, what, whether it be credibility or uh, people knowing who I am, a variety of things that you do when, when you put yourself out there. But because I did that, I was able, I am able now to have a brand that I can mold, right? I can decide, all right, now I can take this brand the direction that I want it to go. And what is that? And, and you're right, by slowing down, I was able to identify what I really want my life to look like in the next five, first one year, then three years, then five, then ten. And, um, you know, by slowing down, I was able to create the team, to create the plan, or well, create the plan first, then create the team, and uh, actually start to act upon it with, with confidence. Because, you know, I'm, on the surface, I'm confident. I'm very good at that because I grew up in the entertainment industry, but it, it never really matched the inside. And I think every person has a certain level of insecurity. But by having a plan and a team of supportive people, you know, who call you out on your insecurities and say things like, no, wait a second, that's BS because you can do this. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to let my fear guide my, my decisions. Did that answer your question? Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. Um, how, how did you go from like, or, or what happened? What was the change that happened when you were like, okay, I'm a yoga teacher, but now like I'm ready to teach other people? Oh, yeah. Uh, the yogi in me is going to say, well, you know, being of service is the, the ultimate uh, gift, right? The ultimate gift. And I believe that. And, and honestly, I, I can't, if I would have followed my mother's advice when I was in my teens, which is like marry rich and <laughs> relax for the rest of your life. Sorry, I had to be honest. My mom's Asian. <laughs> this is very Asian, right? Uh, and she means well. Uh, I, I wouldn't be happy because money isn't everything. You know, and and so I'm saying that because um, I forgot the question. How did you go from from uh, yogi to? Yeah, I'm saying that because teacher trainings are going to be one of the most lucrative facets of our industry. Of course, you know, there's other things, right? But the teacher trainings have been around a long time, and that's kind of the pinnacle of of you know, your, your income maker. It's also the most time, biggest time investment, biggest energetic investment. So 
I'll be honest and say, you know, I, I saw when I came into this industry that that was where, you know, it would make the most sense for my time and return on investment. But it's not for everyone. It's, it's, a, it's intense and it can take a lot out of you. But, you know, fortunately for me, I love it. It's my favorite part. I mean, I, I look forward to my teacher trainings wholeheartedly. And it's interesting because it takes me out of my comfort zone. I'm meeting completely new people and spending, you know, two, three, four weeks with a, a huge group of people and going through some really tough times, you know, dealing with everything from intense emotions to uh, intense weather <laughs> and like, you know, intense people. And uh, strangely, I just love it because it's this big challenge. And I, like I said, you know, previously, it, it, I grow tenfold every single time. I was just talking to a friend of mine yesterday saying, I go into a teacher training and this is, like I said, this is like 40, 50, sometimes 60, 70 people for two, three, four weeks straight, 12 hours a day, right? And I go into it thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, I look forward to this, but I'm pretty good. And I come out of it like, I cannot believe the realizations I've had, the amount of shift. It's just like mind blowing. And I look back and I'm like, how did I s believe that I was okay two months ago when I'm here looking at myself two months ago thinking, what the hell was wrong with you? Long story short. <laughs> um, okay, so you just, you just came um, off of a training, right? Off yeah. of a few trainings. Yeah. Um, what did you learn from from these ones? Just how about just like we'll talk about like um, uh, in terms of how you like let it. Do you, I'm, I'm sure you reflect back and you say, "Oh, I'm going to change this or I'm going to do this." Like, mm. like, what are you going to do different for the next next year? Uh, surrender was a big one. I know it's not really what uh, you would expect, right? As a, a teacher train, as someone leading a training, you would think oh, you would want the opposite, right? Not surrender, but you take control and you make things happen. And that's been my motto my whole life. You know, I, I'm, I realized very early on in an almost car accident when I was 15. I was like driving on a two-lane road in Thailand and there was a truck barreling down at me in my lane, I was 15. And my you guys parents- have lanes there? Sorry, hold on. Yeah, there's lanes, <laughs> but this is like a country road and it's all about passing, right? When I'm going up the hill and this truck is passing another truck in my lane, dead on towards me going downhill. And my, I could, I was just like, hmm, I didn't freak out. And I just reacted and I drove the car into, you know, the ditch in the side of the road as the truck just, went past and I looked to my parents and their faces are white it was so fast because you know things like that happen fast and I thought to myself okay I'm okay in in these sorts of situations like I made the right decision I didn't freak out but then I freaked out after and then <laughs> I was like you know adrenaline and all sorts of things and I that's stayed with me for a long time and I always feel like I'm great at problem solving so I've done that but it cost me so much energetically because I would be so stressed. And this is what I'm getting towards is your, the answer to your question, like in teacher trainings and in events and leading, you know, big events, long events with lots of people, I would take on any problem so personally. 
And I would just like head first, you know, make sure it's all fine. And then every day there's 10 problems. And at the end of the training, I'd need like a month of just recovering to be human again. And then I realized this training, not just with the trainings, but with the people and with all of like the drama that goes on because I was still leading it with my ex-husband <laughs> who had his girlfriend there. And it was like, and my kids are there. It was interesting. I just realized, you know what? I can, I can get the same result without having to go through all the stress and anxiety and taking it personally and all the frustration that comes with my emotional reaction to problems. Problems are going to happen. So I just surrendered. And I'm, okay, how can, I, how can I get through this, deliver the same result without it costing me so much? In looking back to the first training that you did, Oh my gosh. <laughs> what yes. was that like? Hmm. Uh, Do you remember it? Oh yes, vividly, vividly. I, you know, I, I'm a go-getter. So, you know, I got the opportunity to teach trainings and I took it. And my ex-husband who, you know, he was co-teaching with me for many, many years. He was like, we are not ready for this. I am not ready for this. You know, we need to be in the yoga world. You need to be a, like a senior teacher teaching for 30 years or whatever to teach trainings. And I thought, why? You know, people want to come and learn at the time. It was just handstands. Like everyone wanted to do handstands, which they still, I mean, it's still a very fun topic. It's like at the very least, we teach people how to do handstands. We are teachers, so we can share it was a 200 hour at first, right? So it's not teaching teachers, it's teaching people who want to be teachers. So we've been teaching for three years. You know, at the very least, we just share where we're coming from and what we've done. And that's what we did. And I think, you know, of course, now I have a lot more to share and the quality of my wisdom is, is, uh, is better. It's not perfect, but it's better. Uh, I would say, you know, we were, I was very young at the time, young in many, many ways, and I enjoyed it, but, you know, it was a bit of a shit show. <laughs> However, you know, I'm still friends with some of those students, and uh, they're very forgiving, let's just say that. <laughs> what would your today self tell your, your uh, brand new teacher self before you taught your first training? What would the advice mm -hmm. be? And would you have been Good able one. to understand it? Well, that's a big one. Understand it logically, yes. Digest it and apply it, hell no. I'm so stubborn. Uh, I think we all are, right? You know, we know things logically. We give it great advice, but taking it and applying it is different. You know, I would say to that self that, you know, the same thing I just realized this year, you don't need to control everything, and you can't. And you can't control anyone, and you can't control or change anyone either. Accountability, that's what I would say, is the only person you can change or control or have any sort of influence over is yourself, so start there. Is that the same advice you would, like if you were just giving like a blanket talk to, mm -hmm. to people that were thinking of becoming yoga instructors, or someone, a friend that came up to you and said, you know, mm -hmm. or a yoga uh, teacher, and they came up and said, you know, I, I kind of want to start this, but I'm not sure. Yeah. What would what would the advice be there? In a sense, in an, in essence, I should say, yes, it would be the same advice. But not everyone comes from the same place. You know, I come from the place of of being overly driven at times, over controlling, and uh, so that works for me, right? And some people need a bit more of a kick in the butt and need need to, you know, be 
told like, hey, you've got this, right? So, but at the same time, it, it is the same because the self, right, the, the study, the improvement, the focus needs to be on the self before it's on anything else. And, and um, that really is important, especially when you're in the field that I'm in or even that you are, right, because we are sharing with people. We're not just teaching people, we're sharing with people. And when people come to trainings, I notice that there's a part of what I'm doing or who I am that they are attracted to, right? And that maybe they want to apply within themselves. And the most common question I get is like either, how do I do a handstand, right? How do I get stronger? Or how do I share as um, honestly as you are? That's, I feel I get that question the most. Like, hey, I, I want to be able to be personable when I teach. I want to be able to understand the cues that I'm saying and just kind of share it. I want to be able to share life stories. And I say, well, I could give you a script, but the only way I got here is by honestly being myself and loving myself and coming to terms and acceptance of all the bad things about myself and not sweeping it under the rug. I mean, you just have to practice being a human being and being okay with it and then communicating it. That's why I love the idea of the fact that teachers are actually master communicators. We're just communicating what we know and we're only able to help people hear it by just being a human being, sharing with another human being. The moment I hear someone reading something or, you know, it sounds like they're reciting something, I lose interest, you know, when it's, we're so, we're so intuitive as people now because we have social media, right? We can tell what's fake, what's not. And uh, people tend, people are smart, you know, they'll listen to you when it feels real and they resonate and they won't when it doesn't, unless you're that Michaela thing you just showed me, which is <laughs> so strange. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, it's, uh, what is it? Lil Michaela. Lil Michaela. On, on Instagram. It's crazy. It's crazy. And neat at the same time, because yeah. the reason I would watch it, her is to think about, like, there's a whole team behind this and the creativity behind it, but it's yeah. weird. Yeah, totally weird. <laughs> totally weird. I, I still, I still think she's real, kind of. <laughs> you but wish she was real. Maybe, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and, and then there's the, the downside or the duality to being overly vulnerable, right? Like We know vulnerability works when it comes to getting the attention of followers, but I'm really careful. I mean, I have a 15-year-old daughter. You know, I have a family and a personal life that's kind of murky and like complicated with divorces here and there. And, you know, for me, I be, I'm really careful with keeping my life my life and sharing my lessons from it and not the day-to-day -day sort of struggles and problems that I have. <laughs> How do you do that? Like that, I mean, that's a delicate balance. Yeah. And it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about it like that um, because it seems very complicated to, to, to balance that because you're right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I could only imagine for a 15-year-old daughter, like, I want their mom's business all over. Oh, yes. I mean, a year ago, I, I told my followers, I was like, you know, you will no longer see my my bare butt on this channel. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to take photos of my butt in a swimsuit because I don't need my daughter's friend saying your mom's a MILF. Like, that's, you know, it's, it's just, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I love her and I'm compassionate towards her, the situation. For me, um, how do I manage that? 
it's hard because you see other influencers who are are pouring everything out there and they're living on their stories and they're talking about their breakups and they're talking about their depression and I think it's beautiful and wonderful uh, and their their followers love it and they're gaining more and more followers but for me I just you know it's just um, it's just my my boundary and I do share about my my personal life but after I've gone through it and after I've dealt with it head on and I've learned my lesson whatever lesson it may be from it then I share about it and I'm honest about it but I just feel that you know personal life is personal life and and coming you know from being in the entertainment industry in the 90s where you know it was the exact opposite you protected your personal life and you know, so it was actually more of like the opposite growth for me, right? Like, okay, be a bit more personable, you know? And I enjoy that now because I really do see my community on social media, not as followers, but as a community. You know, I, I, we res- I respond to all the DMs, all of the comments. You know, I have help as well to make sure that people get uh, response from me. But it's always in my words, and if not, it's always me. And I have gotten so much support, you know, especially through tough times where I've shared about divorce or whatever it may be. And, and it's just, it's wonderful to feel that support from people you don't actually know in person, but you know they know you because they're always there commenting and digesting what you have to offer. Um, is there, was there somebody like through your journey um, that you look at as like being like most influential or like a, a mentor? Hmm. I would say there's there's many in, in different ways, right? There's, um, you know, my senior teachers, the people who taught me how to teach yoga, that I, like Annie Carpenter is her name, and she is well-versed in, in the yogic philosophy and, and yoga and alignment and just impeccable and incredible communicator. But at the same time, you know, she was also really smart with her business. And maybe later in her life is when, because she went off on her own, um, split from Yoga Works and did her own thing called Smart Flow. I really admired that, you know. It's like, it doesn't matter when. It's never too late, right? Do your own thing and make your own brand. And Catherine Budig as well in my industry, she was the first sort of younger teacher. She's just a little bit older than me where I was like, oh, yoga teachers don't have to wear a unitard, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they can be cool and, and have social media uh, accounts and like swear and, and be, you know, successful at the same time. She really inspired me to be where I am now. And, and then there are, you know, people like you, for instance, who are, who are doing, I, I meet people like this all of the time. Like I don't ever want to be the smartest person in the room or the most successful. It's nice, of course, for the ego, right? Uh, but but meeting people who are doing their own thing, forging their own path, um, doing everything be- for, as an entrepreneur because that's what you need to do these days, right? You have a, a brick and mortar location. You're running, you know, your dream, which is to share the. I guess what what is your dream? What is my? What, yeah, are we flipping this. We're flipping this. We're flipping like, it. Like, does anybody? Do you guys know what this guy oh. does? He needs to have a podcast of his like his own story, but. What is your dream here? My dream here is to be able to to well, it's it's mul- there's a lot of dimensions to it. Um, but ultimately we want to help people stay active. Mm. Um, and we want to create an experience here where people have um, 
basically um, access to knowledgeable people that aren't just making shit up and mm-hmm. learning things from Instagram, um, but a whole team <laughs> of people that really care about them um, yeah. and are here to like be their guide through it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, in a in today's day where where I mean, you get like three and a half minutes with your doctor. And I mean, I, almost every single one of my patients, when they come and see me and they're like, oh, I forgot to ask my doctor this and that and this. And like, I, I love that we can be there to like help bridge that gap um, where, you know, we're giving them like real up-to-date advice, but also understanding the gray areas that that is in life. Yeah. And making sure that we can put together plans that they can be successful with and understanding okay you fall off the horse but you're gonna come back in here and we're gonna figure out the next thing for you to do so you can keep doing these things that you love you could play with your kids you know and as they get older you can keep playing with them or you know now they've gone away and you want to go and travel and and right. do all these things so quality of life quality of life and and just creating a community of like-minded people that value that and that mm-hmm. also value like being able to come into like a beautiful space that like they value experiences and they're driven by nice experiences and they and so I don't know that's that's what we do okay uh, I, no back. no but <laughs> that is what you're doing I mean that's exactly what you're doing I, I believe that we are now in this era of experience people want to uh, have good experiences I always call it the experience generation like you scroll Instagram why influencers are so, um, uh, what's the word, successful, is because they're not just selling you a product, right? They're, when you look at a picture or video, you're like, I don't just want that product. I want that product in that experience that you're experiencing right now. I want to look like that. I want to be there. I want to do that. And, you know, it's it, that's commercialism. It's been around a very, very long time, right? So I don't think it's wrong. But we are, we all want to experience what we see. And you do here, I will say, really, really offer that. You know, before I came here, I went to one of those, you know, this whatever physical therapy places where there's 40 million people in there and you're like one person and you're like, what am I doing? And this is so strange and I don't like this and I'm injured, you know. And it was a horrible experience. Then I came here, I remember calling you being like, I need to see you, like, right now. Can you see me right now? You were, like, my ninth person to call <laughs> just because I went down a list that I printed on Google. Actually, you were the first one on Google. But I called first, and your answering service picked up. Mm. And then you called me back. Yep. So, note, you were the first on Google. Good job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, what I wanted to say about that is that you, it's, you're inspiring, right? It's Surround yourself with inspiring people. And that's why I continue to come back. I mean, I'm walking fine. My knee's fine. But I come back because I learn every time I'm here. And I like the, what you're offering. It's the same thing I want to offer people who, who come in contact with me. It's not like I'm not going to teach you what to say. I'm going to teach you why you're saying it. I'm not going to teach you who you need to be. I, I can only hope to help you figure out who you are and how you can share your passion with others, whether it be in person or on social media. I love it. I love yeah. it. And that's why you're my favorite. Because <laughs> I always learn something from you, too. I, I'm, Thank I'm, you. Likewise. I'm very fortunate that, like, the people that come in here, hmm. they, they usually have something to offer me, too. So I guess that's selfish in a way. But No, but that's relationships, right? It's yeah. not like... 
it's not selfish to want a two-way street, right? We always think in, in yoga especially, it's like we should only be selfless. No, every single thing in life needs its duality. Otherwise, it's imbalanced. So that's why yoga teachers suffer from adrenal fatigue and thyroid issues and unhappiness at a certain point because all you do is give. You cannot just give. You need to also receive. And they can't afford avocado toast. <laughs> they can't afford they avocado toast. They can't afford toast. avocado toast. This or kombucha. A, yeah. This is a big problem. It's really <laughs> it's really a messed up situation, man. But uh, I think I think through communication like this, through podcasts, through Instagram, and really in and through trainings even, I can we are edu- helping to educate and empower people to value themselves more and uh, educate themselves in a in a better way. All right, Bri, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, man, five years. I know you have it planned out. <laughs> I know you have five and ten, and I know you do. The crazy thing is, five years, my daughter will be in college. Yeah, my son will be in middle school. He wants to go to boarding school. Um, For real? He does, yeah. He's like what? hell-bent on He's like, no, I'm going to West Point. I'm like, no, what? you're not. <laughs> Wait, can you do that at 10 years old? No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> High school, high school. Uh, But so five years for me, I hope to see everything that I'm doing right now to come to fruition. So that's I'm building a um, online educational platform for yoga teachers, wellness uh, educators to you know have a resource to come and learn you know, the real thing behind business or queuing or anatomy, which I want you to be a part of. Um, so I hope that that's come to fruition and it's working. And, um, you know, I'm coaching people, helping people that I, I believe in to get to where they want to get. And uh, me, myself, I have time for meditation. I have um, a fulfilling and balanced enough relationship with someone, maybe the person I'm with now, and, and especially with myself. Very cool. Okay, and um, last thing I wanted to ask you is, do you have a um, do you have a book that you like that you commonly buy for somebody, or that like one of your most recommended books? That is a good one. That is a hard one. Oh, (laughs) well, the Warrior Within. And things like the four agreements, you know, if, if I'm talking, like my daughter, I, I gave the four agreements to my daughter. And so if I'm talking to someone who's just embarking on the spiritual path, books like that, The Warrior Within or The Four Agreements is, is really great. Um, but I am more of a podcast person right now. Uh, and I really love Jay Shetty's On Purpose. He's, he's great. I think, you know, sure... <laughs> He's, he takes other people's quotes and puts his name on it and he uses them. But I really don't care because he is a master communicator. And that's what it's all about, right? If you can listen to someone and, um, you know, digest what they're saying and relate to it, I think that's magic there. So I would say I am, I'm listening to that right now and I can't wait to listen to this podcast. Is it going to be called Victory Performance? It's the Victory Performance podcast yeah. as of today. I'm excited. The, the yeah. four that you've already recorded sound really interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I say books, that would be, that would be it. Maybe, uh, maybe, what is that one called? The Art of Not Giving a Fuck? Okay. I haven't read that yet. Good? I think, I think it's good, you know, because it's really not saying that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, you know, because it's just, books, 
are great, but they should inspire, and, and they do, you to think differently or to uh, evaluate how you think. Sometimes even making you think, that's, that's a tough thing. People don't spend as much time thinking as they think they do. They spend too much time thinking about what other people would think. Yes. <laughs> so do I. And that's such a waste of time. Right. Yeah. And you, what books? The, the book that I've bought for most, the most people, I have two of them that I bought for the most people. Um, in terms of like entrepreneurship or business, uh, it's the E-Myth. Mm. Um, and that was one that somebody had, had recommended to me. It was actually, it was um, Scott Mark, who is one of the founders of Myo Detox. He had recommended that to me. And I loved it. And that was what, what changed me from like thinking smaller, like I'm, I'm just going to be a solo practitioner mm. to... I don't want to own a job. I really want to own a business, and I want to, and, and all the stuff that has since come after that. Um, what is it called again? The E Myth. The E Myth. Or it's like the entrepreneurial myth. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, got it's, it. It's great. Um, talks about why businesses fail and why people burn out. Mm -hmm. So anybody who's thinking of starting a business, that should be one of the first books that they read. I need to read that. <laughs> you might be past a lot of a lot of that stuff, but it, but it's a great book. Cool. Um, and then the other one that I buy for people is um, How to Win Friends and Influence People mm. by Dale Carnegie. Yes, yes. Excellent I've listened book. to half of that on Blinkist. Yeah, yeah. A great book and uh, made me realize how much of an asshole I was. So. Oh, wow. This is good. <laughs> or poor communicator. How, much poor. Of a, how, how poorly I communicated uh, before. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed by being in the presence of a master communicator like yourself. Oh, trying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, do you have anything you want to plug or where, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me. I have a website, uh, Yoga with Bryony. Uh, I have an Instagram and YouTube all under the same name, Yoga with Bryony. I teach trainings uh, once, twice a year. Yeah, I'd love to connect with you. And how do you spell Bryony? <laughs> That's a good one. B-R-I-O-H-N-Y. Okay. You heard it here first. <laughs> Bryony. Okay. Thank you, Bry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, and yeah, let's, we'll cut out this last part where I'm just kind of blubbering right now. Oh, maybe not. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>